Hey everyone, welcome to the Hustle with Heart podcast. This is Erin Harrigan, the Hustle with Heart coach and your host for the podcast tailor-made for women who want to bridge faith and business to experience grace over grind, surrender over self-reliance, peace over perfection, and focus and fulfillment over frustration and FOMO. If you're wondering if it's even possible to do all that and still build a thriving business, the answer is yes. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical tips and godly insights so you can do just that. Plus, we'll have some great guests and a whole lot of fun together. If that sounds like you, you're in the right place. And if you're ready to pursue success God's way, let's get started. Hey, friends, welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I have an exciting announcement for you. Are you an ambitious woman of faith in business for whom hustle just comes naturally because that's how God made you? Have you had success, but you're just feeling unfulfilled, or maybe you're feeling overwhelmed like you have to do it all yourself, or maybe overachievement tends to be how you operate, but it is overrunning your life. Well, it is time that we redefine hustle and get to the fundamentals of pursuing success God's way. And you can do that in the upcoming Hustle with Heart live course, September 20th through November 1st. Now listen, the waiting list is now open. Registration will open on September 1st, but being on the waiting list means you're at the front of the line and you get to register for the course 48 hours before anyone else and take advantage of some special bonuses that I have just for the waiting list. So go to erinharrigan.com forward slash course waiting list or check the show notes for the link. You don't want to miss this opportunity to dig into the fundamentals of learning to pursue success God's way. And this may be a review for you if you feel like you already know how to do it, but I promise you we are going to uncover some business basics in the Bible that are going to help you redefine hustle and pursue success God's way. So don't miss it. Go to erinharrigan.com forward slash course waiting list or go to the show notes. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hustle with Heart podcast. We are continuing our series on the struggle is real. And this week we're talking about overachievement. And um, here's the thing. You probably, if you've listened to me for any stretch of time, know that I am an overachiever. I am a recovering driver and striver. I am an achievement chaser. So I have wrapped my identity in achievement for much of my life. And it wasn't until I accepted Christ in October of 2014 that that really changed for me. It wasn't until then that um, I began to understand who God says I am. I began to really grasp that whatever you say after the two words I am have incredible power because that's how the Lord describes himself and we are made in his image. But as we've been going along in this series, the struggle is real. You know, two weeks ago we covered the struggle is real. How do we redefine hustle and how does the definition of hustle get us really wrapped up in distraction and discontent and driving and striving. And that definition is really the first part of God's work in us to teach us how to pursue success his way. It's his definition. In the second week, so last week, we talked about uh, overwhelm and how we get overwhelmed by not being obedient, by not following his direction. And that direction piece is the second part of how he teaches us to pursue success 
his way, when we're not following his direction or when we take his direction two feet further than we were supposed to, or we don't put boundaries and protect our time for the days are evil, right? Um, That's when we start to get overwhelmed and and how can we do that? And this week we're going to dig into the struggle is real over achievement, because here's what I believe about us as women business owners. I believe that as women business owners, we feel like we have to prove things. We feel like we have to prove that we're an expert, prove that we know what to do. We know that it has been sort of the long um, mantra of the world that women have to work harder to prove their worth and to justify their value. And I think as Christian women entrepreneurs, we take that a little bit further because we want to serve so much. We want to serve. And there's so many good ways that we can serve, but good work is not always God work. And in her book, Lisa Turkhurst speaks in her book, The Best Yes. She speaks of like what we say yes to is not always the best yes. You know, God's good is better than our great. But oftentimes, because we want to serve in so many ways, we want to make impact in so many ways, we make decisions to do things that become overachievement because we want to serve. And all of the ways that we could serve are really good. But we try to pack it all in because we want to be everything to everybody. And God does not call us to that. So I want to talk today, you're going to hear me rifle around in my Bible as usual. I want to talk today about the best yes that we can give the Lord and the best way that we can glorify him in the work that we do. And what that looks like is surrender. And that's hard for us ambitious women. It just is. Because the reason that God made us to be ambitious is for a very specific purpose that, you know, we may not know on the side of heaven, but it works really, really well for us in this vehicle of our business for kingdom impact. But man, can we take it to the nth degree? So that's what I want to talk about today. And by the way, I just want to say all of these principles that we're talking about, hustle and redefining it and freedom from the struggle of overwhelm and overachievement and underfulfillment, which we're going to cover next week, this whole idea of God defining who we are and what success is, and then giving us his direction, and then us putting that into practice with discipline, which is related to overachievement today, and then continuing to develop us and mold us into the creation he's made us to be. All of that is how you hustle with heart. And that's what we're talking about in the course that's coming up. So make sure that you get on the waiting list. Go to aaronharrigan.com forward slash course waiting list because there are some special bonuses for you, including advanced registration. All right. So one of the probably best known overachievers in the Bible, I would say, overachieving women in the Bible is Martha. So Mary and Martha were sisters. They had a brother, Lazarus. They were family friends of Jesus, if you will. He spent a lot of time with them. Later on um, in in the journey of this family in the Bible, we, we learn of Lazarus dying and Jesus performing the miracle to bring him back to life. And In Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42, I'm going to put on my glasses if you're watching this on YouTube so I can see, we learn 
of Jesus's admonishment of Martha for being the overachiever. And this is set what this is what it says. Now it happened as they went that he, Jesus, entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. Here comes the overachiever. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So this is me with my hands on my hips, if you're not watching on YouTube. And uh, this is sort of the Martha stance of like, do you not see that I am doing all the work here? And (laughs) she says, tell her, therefore tell her to help me. Now, I imagine this looks kind of like an adult tantrum, like two sisters, right? One is sitting, playing, listening, this one's sitting at the feet of, you know, the Messiah. And here comes her sister who's like, oh, you need to tell her to come help me, Jesus. Like, what is happening here? And here is what, um, here is what he says. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken from her. And what Dr. Charles Stanley says about this is God created us to enjoy a deep and intimate relationship with himself. While works of service are important, they must never eclipse the fellowship that he wants to experience with each of us. And here's what happens in overachievement. Overachievement takes over the fellowship that the Lord desires to have with us, what he created us to have with him and to which we have access because of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. So we have direct access to God as Christians, as followers of Christ. Here's the problem. We allow our overachievement to get the better of us and take over any space or margin of time that we could be spending with the Lord. And here's what I'm going to tell you. It starts with our phone. How many of us get up in the morning and immediately look at our phone? Now, listen, you can tell me that you're immediately looking at scripture and hey, I do that. And I am guilty of this where I'll start like scrolling, but you know what? That's exactly what the enemy wants us doing. The enemy wants us trapped in overachievement because he knows that it distracts us from our purpose. It distracts us from our relationship with the Lord. And it's so easy to get caught in overachievement. I mean, here, look, even really good friends of Jesus's got trapped in overachievement, right? So where does our ambition end and God's purpose for our ambition start? I believe that it starts with number one, understanding who we are and whose we are. This was the first question that my mentor, fondly known as the Velvet Hammer in my book, asked me the day that I called her and said, I have success, but this is not what I thought it was going to feel like. And I'm doing, and I'm doing, and I'm doing, and I'm doing, but my business seems to be going backwards. Because see, the world wants us to believe that if outcomes don't look the way that we want them to look, that we just need to do more. We're not doing enough. We're not talking to enough people. We're not, we're not having enough conversations. Or we don't believe enough. There's a crack in your belief. The only crack that exists is that we're trying to shove everything to fill this hole of desire and and want and hunger. 
and thirst, but it's a God-shaped hole. So I believe, number one, it's about understanding who God says we are. And as a result of that, that we are already proven. There's nothing more that we need to prove in this walk. Nothing. I want you to go to Ephesians 1 and 2, and I want you to look at what it says God says you are because you've accepted Christ. You are chosen. You are redeemed. In other places, it says that we are more than conquerors, that we are joint heirs with Jesus. If God thinks so much about us, why do we feel like we have to prove ourselves? And that overachievement and overworking is the only way to do that. A friend of mine recently published a book for Christian moms working from home, and she had a respected person in her life tell her that if she were publishing a book on this topic, that she must not really believe in her other business, her main business, um, and that she really wasn't an expert. Well, God gave her this assignment. So whether anybody thinks she's an expert or not, doesn't matter. Um, And she's a Christian mom working at home and has been for over a decade. I think that qualifies her. But more importantly, we are qualified and equipped by the Holy Spirit. We don't have to prove anything, but it's when we start to think of ourselves and the world's definitions of success that we feel like we've got to prove things and therefore we get into overachievement. The other scripture that I want to take you to is Matthew 5, 14 through 16. So let me flip over there. And I'm actually going to read a little bit ahead because this also goes to who we are and who God says we are and ultimately what we are supposed to be doing as his ambassadors to the world. And this is what it says. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Through us, people are drawn to know the Lord. It's how we show up. But if the salt loses its seasoning, if we if we overuse this, if we overachieve, then our salt becomes tasteless. There's, there's nothing more to give. There's nothing more that we could season because we've poured it all out in our overachievement. And how others see us show up is how they get to know the Lord. So so if you picture this this way, that we are called to behave differently because we are a new creation in Christ, that we are called to show up differently than the world. How are we showing up differently if we're overachieving? If we're in constant overachievement and constant motion and never taking time to rest and never giving margin, then how is that different? You see, what I believe is that when we are on this hustle with heart journey, when we are pursuing success God's way, 
that we show up differently in such a way that when we serve, it comes from with a peace and a joy and a calm that can be felt by all of those that we serve. And that draws people in to say, I want to do business with you. I want to collaborate with you. I want to understand what is this, this energy about you, this, this, this peace, this joy, this calm as you're running your business. Like, what is that about? And it is then that we get to talk about our salvation in Jesus. It's then that we get to share the gospel, that we get to share the truth and the word, right? But if we look like the rest of the world, which is on this hamster wheel or this treadmill, and we're doing, 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 we can never do enough. We got to keep doing more. If we buy into that lie and we cling to overachievement and we define ourselves in that way, we're in identity crisis, we're in energy crisis, we're in mental health crisis, we're in overload, then how do we truly reflect Christ's light to the world? Hmm. That's a great question. So let me give you two things that you can do when you're feeling wrapped in this overachievement. Number one, think about your daily discipline. When you put guardrails around your to-do list, when you put parameters in place around your workday and your to-do list, as we talked about, I think it was last week, we talked about when you move from that to-do to done because victory is already won, it's not about doing one more thing. It's not about turning it up one more degree. It's about, Lord, whom would you have me serve? And who's next, and in what sort of time frame, right? So it's about understanding your daily discipline. That's one of the things we're going to talk about in the course. But when we have a daily mode of operation, our daily discipline, starting with being with the Lord every morning before we do anything else, it puts our day, our to do list, our actions on the right trajectory for us to not begin to overachieve. And it also implants in us the thought that this is what God has given me to do. I'll do this such that when we think, oh, but wait, let me take five more steps. We stop and we go, hold on. Let me ask the Lord. Because listen, the Lord cares about what we care about. And he inclines his ear to us. His word tells us that. So before we make that decision, before we say yes, Let us ask the Lord, what is the best yes? So putting boundaries around that day, putting into place a daily discipline can help you thwart, but perhaps not get rid of overachievement. And I say that because we are imperfect humans. So we will have the tendency to overachieve, but we can ratchet that back if we have daily discipline starting with our time in the word and with the Lord. The second thing is, um, are we working for earthly accolades? So I want to take us to Galatians 1.10. And this says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. I want to give you, that's in the English standard version. I want to give you another version of this. 
um, because sometimes it just, I love to have a little extra emphasis as I'm looking at scripture, not to take it out of context, but to just expand upon it. I'm sorry, that's the New King James Version. So the English Standard Version says, for now, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Here's, here's the takeaway on this one. What do you feel like you have to prove? The world that says you're unqualified? So who says who? Who are you listening to? Who, who are you believing? Who are you trusting? Listen, God's opinion is the only opinion that counts, period, end of statement. So getting your daily discipline in order, but then also getting crystal clear on who God says you are, on who you are and whose you are. Take out an index card, a post-it, a piece of paper, go to Ephesians 1 and 2 write down those words. I have a whole section in my book about this and it's an exercise that I do with my coaching clients and that we'll do in the course. But I believe that freeing your identity, unleashing your identity in Christ and putting daily discipline in place will help you control the overachievement. I know it helps me and I still have my moments. You guys, listen, I am I'm I'm only sharing with you what I go through, right? And I'm probably a step ahead or maybe a step behind you. But those two things I know keep my overachievement under control instead of allowing it to take over my life. So the struggle is real. Overachievement is real. But as we learn to pursue success God's way through the principles of how to hustle with heart, then we get to put the stop or press the brakes on the overachievement and that time of overachievement and the recovery from it just gets shorter and shorter as we continue to develop our place in the kingdom and walk that out through the vehicle of our business. So I can't wait to hear what you think about this. Let me know for sure what chord this strikes with you. DM me on social, share this podcast and um, let me know because I can't wait to hear about it. All right, guys, I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Hustle with Heart podcast. I pray it brings you value as you build a business with God as your most powerful business partner. Listen, I get so excited about your shout outs to the podcast on social media. So when you shout out, please tag me. You can follow me on Facebook as The Hustle With Heart Coach and on Instagram as Erin Harrigan Entrepreneur. For all things Hustle With Heart, visit erinharrigan.com and pick up your free copy of chapter one of my book, Pursuing Success God's Way, A Practical Guide to Hustle With Heart. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of pursuing success God's way in your business and that it will produce much fruit and impact His kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. 